Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we are reviewing Chevalier, uh, based on the true story of composer John Bolognese Chevalier. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to say that. D. Saint George, the illegitimate son of an African slave and French plantation owner who rises to heights in the French society as a composer before an ill-fated love affair. It is directed by Stephen Wims and written by. Stefani Robinson and stars uh, Calvin Harris Jr., which is all I really care about. Um, what do you think? Come on, we like some uh, weaving too. Don't do that. We yeah, like yeah, Mini yeah, Driver, yeah. Yes, you yes, know. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, we are here for Calvin Harris. Um, I think it's one of his um, most well-rounded and bombastic performance, and I say that as a compliment. Um, it's really slick, which is interesting. Choicing for a um, a period piece i like the fact that it's based on a true story it's even half of the movie is biopicish enough to where it's kind of more than an inspired by story i thought it was engaging i thought it had good pacing i liked the soundtrack um it was visually engaging i wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about this for like costume and other types of production awards i wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about it for kelvin harris but i'm extremely bias in his favor. But narratively speaking, I wish they had taken uh, more of an interest in his personal life rather than just the the public portion of his life and the persona and the myth that uh, lives around him as a Chavier. And so I liked it, but I have reservations. What do you think? Uh, same. Not, not not too far from where you are. Like, honestly, I haven't seen Calvin Harrison Jr. in a role that I haven't liked about him. It's to the point now that I'm actually worried because uh everything going on with your boy. Um, I'm now like, do I got to start worrying about Calvin Harrison Jr. and something in his closet too? Because I'm like, I like to do too much in terms of being acting. First of all, Calvin was born in 1994, so he got better since. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I will not allow you to do that. We're not don't do that. I'm just, I just, I'm just saying, man. Don't, I'm, don't do that. I've, just, I've just learned that I can't, I can't start liking any of these, these, these folks because once I start liking them and start bigging them up, and I start realizing they're acting too good, I'm like, maybe they're acting too good because they're not acting. Like, because he does, he, like, again, to the point of Calvin Harrison Jr. is one of those actors that scares me. Because I'm like, what is the real Calvin Harrison Jr.? Because I've seen him but, act his ass but, off, and I'm. He frightens me because he's how good he is. I, and right. And I'm perfectly content to not go down any rabbit holes about him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. His, his, his public brand is strong. He seems to keep his business off main right. and mind it with respect to everything. So professionally it, it, speaking, it's one of the things I, it's one of those things. I'm like, you know, I don't want you to blow up even, anymore. I, I just want you to because like, again, every role I've seen him in, I've just I've really enjoyed it. He just plays. His presence on screen is just fantastic, right? He 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 just yeah. knocked it out of the park. Um, but I'm with you, and and again, it, it's a we've talked before about these kind of period pieces. I like the the aesthetics of this film. Um, the acting is great and things like that. But I'm with you. It's it's one of these things where I and I and I've been noticing this with these kind of films. It's like. I had a little reservation when I sat down and I looked at it, I was like, I'm, I'm tired after work, sitting down, I'm going like, how long was this movie? And I looked at it, it was like an hour and 47 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck? And 
And again, not saying you can't, it, I'm not saying this is not a good movie or an enjoyable movie in that hour and 47 minutes. And I'm like, they use that hour and 47 to be really quickly paced. But it's one of those things that when you have somebody of Calvin Harrison Jr.'s um, caliber, and you have a cast of this caliber, and what you have in this cast, um, and you have an interesting type of, of, of character that has a little bit of this mystery behind him, because, you know, it's one of those things that, that you could, in, they're taking some, obviously taking some liberties in, with his character and things like that. To me, I'm like, you could have pushed this a little bit longer. You could have given me, like, like you said, give me more of his personal life. Give me more of the, there's a whole part with the French Revolution. It's like, they almost went for his style points versus giving me the substance. And I'm like, I don't think they but, could. I think they. I, well, when you say they, you don't think they could, do you mean the director and writers, or do you mean th- with the story itself? I mean with the story itself. I mean, like the the true story of the composer, the guy who ends up mm-hmm. being, you know, granted real status by Marie Antoinette and her, and 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 becomes an integral part of her court. Uh, like you, you have a moment where, like, I mean, if you really want to talk about the the inception of versus, you go get it in this movie, and they take some liberties with what it looks like, but they don't take liberties with the story. But I think when it comes down to knowing enough about this 18th century black man, I don't think they know, like, like. No, and so that's why I thought you were going with it. You, you know, yeah. there's because there, there's a whole thing at the end where they were talking about how I mean, it's not it's not spoiler because it's it's history, but they were like, you know, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte kind of d- destroyed his music and things like that, and so they've been rediscovering his thing. So I hear what you're saying, but here's my thing: you've already taken some liberties. Just keep taking the liberties. Fuck I it. am I'm, very, that, and that's I, what, I, yeah. I don't disagree, but I'm very, very wary of people taking liberties with stories even when it's a black director and Stephen Williams is a black director and we know he can take liberties and build some good shit because he was on Watchmen um just you didn't know he's one of the dudes from Watchmen right Mm -hmm. okay I didn't know that um but I I I feel some type of way when you're talking about a black man who's lived his life at a high integrated level with white people. There's just certain things. I don't know if I want you trying to fill in the blanks. I, I, does that make sense? No, it does. And and I guess that's where I'm, I'm torn here because I think that when I look at the hour and 47 minutes, I'm like, mm, they played a safe. And what you're saying, they went with, they took liberties with some stuff, but they also did it. You know, every movie takes liberties, right? But they did it in right. a safe way. At the same time, I'm like, uh, and, I, and I'm with you again. And I'll say this. This is why I'm torn. Because I'm with you in, in the idea of we've seen the opposite where they go and take liberties and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? It's, it's that kind of yeah. thing. You're just like, come on. But it it's like... Like, we don't know enough about the relationship he has with his mother right. prior to being... The movie starts with him going to school and you they give you this moment um, where there's a, there's a conversation that happens between him and his father that basically sets him on an extremely horribly toxic cycle in in what he thinks he needs to do to be loved, respected, and like truly seen. But we don't really get more than that. And or even, I think that they yeah. might have erred on the side of not 
trying to play too much into the fact that how do you tell that story without it going places that we as a people don't want it to go because his mother's an enslaved black woman his father is the white person who owned her mm-hmm. so how do we do that like how do like you know what i mean yeah but i think that's the, the thing i think that's the thing that, that gets me though is that they kind of they kind of do though at some points right and so mm-hmm. cuz there's a moment when the the uh, his mother's in in, in his in, in his uh in his in his uh house and she has the other all black folks there and they're like you you know they say you look like you're white so they they do these moments where they kind of try to go down that path but then it's just like okay we're going to move to the next thing right there's a conversation between yeah. him and his mother where she kind of mentions like you can't trust these white folks, right? And then you immediately get the 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 fallout from that from there. So it's like, I think that's my problem is that it's not it, again. It, this is let me back. This is one of those good problems we have in the movies where I'm I'm more to the point of saying my complaints are I wish I had more, right? right. Which is which is it's a good place to always to be in, right? I'm I'll, I'll definitely always go with the fact that you know if you went safe and and I wanted more, that to me is better than. You you went you went there and I'm like what the fuck are you doing what you know you you, you queen and yeah. summed it then then I'm gonna be like, like oh, God yeah me. there's no first of all how dare you on that tip I do exactly agree with you. and and so I think um, that's I think that's where I'm at with this is like there are moments in here because like even like the relationship between him and Marie Antoinette right it's like you kind of gonna just jump with her kind of saying oh yes I name you this and then next you know he's a year a year later he jumped and I'm like but like. There feels like we missed. Feel like I missed some steps. Missed, I feel like, feel yeah, like we, I, and I, I, and no. I understand. I understand they don't have the history there, but at the same uh-huh. time, it's like, but and even there, right? So you don't have the history there with him, but also in the background of this is the the build up to the French Revolution, which I feel like, well, you guys do have information on that, right? So you could have found ways to kind of also roll that in because that also plays a little bit into this, especially when you go into what Joseph's life ends up being, where he ends up at. I'm like, there are parts that they could. I feel like there's things that they could use for, to to fill some of that information in. You don't have a lot right. on and him, I, and but I you feel have, like yeah. they leaned way too heavy into the forbidden love story Whoa, instead yeah. of giving us some of that more historical biographical roundness. And that's where I feel like it stops being a biopic and starts being something else that doesn't all the way work. Yes, it, and that's where I'm at. I was like, I they made a choice in in where to focus on, and I'm like, and I get it, but. It could have been a little more balanced because then that then turns into because then by the time you get to the French Revolution piece, it's almost like it's here and it's done and it's over, and you're like, but yeah. that's like, I feel like that is well, a, right. So, well, I feel like um, they they played around with some visual tropes, like there's a lot of the scenes that are in the school that are going to kind of feel a little reminiscent to the different moments that you get in the scenes where people are in the school, like, you know, the fencing scene and, and all these things that we have as a audience come to expect about like boarding school type stories. And I feel like they kind of, they, they had a groove to slide in that really fit and they put those things together and it's really slick, maybe too slick. So we don't necessarily mm-hmm. get enough balance and depth there. And then when they slide him into other parts of his life, there again, 
picking up on certain tropes. And this is something that the Woman King did really well when it played into these tropes. There was enough for them to lean into the narrative to where you never lost focus of what the actual pieces are. Here, it starts to get a little blurry. And some of the things where they think it's like a little playful, it doesn't balance well against the parts that we don't get. Like, I don't think we get back to him and his mom soon enough. So I feel like, like you were saying, some of those moments are a little, they feel a little rushed. And, you know, it's almost like it was cause and effect, action and consequence almost abruptly in those moments. And I feel like maybe we should have, we could have played or we could have blown out some more of his identity issues from that part. And they're Black people. So it feels like maybe they didn't feel like they had enough of a historical grip to fill in the gaps to build that kind of story. So instead, they leaned into the myth story, you know, the forbidden love, the black man and the white woman and all of those things. But even when you got to Samara Weaving, when you talked about like this turns into that semi Amadeus type challenge, it's he's like, it's not good enough to get a prestigious title. He wants to be he wants to have real power and position and and at this time period opera house and you know the being a composer and running all those things i feel like maybe when it got to those elements they got really caught up in the legend of joseph rather than digging into who he could potentially have really been like they didn't really bring any kind of informed idea beyond the standard tropes to how they built and informed that second act. The, the, it's, it's not even the whole second act, is it? Mm. And there's also, the thing, yeah, there's also, I mean, there's whole thing with Philippe. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff there that I, I feel like they, there's a lot of stuff they can do. And like you said, they immediately just, oh, titties. I mean, they don't show titties, but it, it's basically that, right? It's, <laughs> you know, that, that's basically what they did. And I'm like, hmm, but. There's a lot of stuff you could have you could have done and kind of filled in because there is there's a lot that's unknown, but there is enough here that they could yeah. have. There's enough here that they could have done it, and yeah, and I think that's the thing. They they went the safe route, and I'm not a, not particularly mad at them for that, but it is one of those things where I'm like, ah oh, man, we could have could have had a banger, right? <laughs> it, it, yeah, instead we get an almost we get an almost banger, and honestly. I'm still pleasantly surprised because I was really, really worried, you know, putting people who've never done period pieces to, together with a story okay, that's a, not only just a lesser known someone, but a little known someone. And, you know, Kelvin like threw himself into this role. I played the violin. Like, I need to know who he talked to because like a posture was right. Like some of the shit he did, you, you just don't do. You can't do that. You, your, your bow hand not going to let you do that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like all these things that they built into these elements, I felt like they kept it accessible. And one of the complaints that I frequently have with period pieces that are aimed at lesser known characters or lesser known figures, you can't have the lesser known be kind of fighting with the fact that you're not making the world that you're talking about accessible. And I feel like they did a good job with that. But like you said, it felt a little research light in areas where it shouldn't have. It felt like they made some yada yada assumptions that people know. And I think at this point in the world, especially when dealing with American audiences, you can't assume they know anything about history, especially history of the non-Western world. Well, that's the thing that that killed me about it. Because it was so short when 
things should get really interesting in that revolution time because again he serves in the army he serves yeah. like he's in the army right it's not just oh he was just a guy who played music like no he serves and 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 Lee Trent, like this is what he does he's he's it's just one of those things i'm like but you like that that your things are to me the end and it's very stylized at the end and things like that is a great moment of I'm not gonna lie. I, I had a, I I was having a moment uh, on Tuesday that day. I I I had a bunch of white women that were just on my nerves that day. Uh, so <laughs> the end of this film was one of those. Oh, I needed that. I needed that. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, but wait, that's it. This is when it's, this is when things. This is when business starts picking up. This is really when mm-hmm. when things are about to get good. And you're like, we're gonna roll the credits, and you're just gonna give me that. that you're like, what you mean we out? What, what we just we we just got started. Like. And the thing about it, this is a this is a film to me, and I, I don't normally say this. It could easily been another hour, and I've been I've been there because it had me engaged up to that point. It, I, even what we were saying about the other stuff, it's not like the other stuff, and, and even the love story, which is part of there, and things like that. It's not like it didn't have me engaged. It did, but also knowing a little bit of what I know about what it could have been, I'm like, all right, cool, cool. We're gonna we're we're laying the foundation. We're laying the table for why he's gonna start, you know, fucking on some of these people. Okay, okay. Wait, we 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 we, we fade in the black. Wait, yeah, what? I'm like he's a whole last revolutionary. You right. think in the we, movie there? We just we, right, and I think that is the thing that really just disappointed me. Right, it's it's not like this is a bad film. I think it's at 81 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not even mad at this score, but it's just one of those things. I'm like, and and it's not even just because well, this is a black man. They do this all the no. I've seen other films where they do this with white people too. You're just like he's starting getting good, and you're like, well, this is what we're gonna do. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The uh, this, this almost reminds me again. It's so weird because it does the film that our you know our 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 assaulting boy is, was in the film that the air film he was in. What was that called? Um, devotion. Devotion. I, it was like that one. It was like where I'm just like when when shit gets good. Now you gonna what are we doing now? Now it's over. Although now I'm looking at it going back to the, the, the things when he was young. I'm like, hmm, you weren't acting, were you? You were. Hmm, hmm. <sighs> For the anyway. rest of my life. <laughs> Come on, May. Uh, but um, no, I, I really I, I agree with you on all those points. I uh, it's just I need Kelvin Harris to get his flowers. I need him because mm-hmm. um, I like in the, every actor we've seen. You know, every time we've seen him, waves loose. Like it's just he's phenomenal of an actor. I mean, Monster. It's on Netflix. If you yeah. haven't seen it, go do it. It's an adaptation from a book and. The movie that he is in is far better than um, than deserved, and it's because of him. I mean, he was in Bolden, which was great, and it's low key. He was in Monsters and Men. He was in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of the better parts of the photograph. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> he was the comic relief. Uh, the high note might just be kind of a, a mid movie, but he was fully committed, and his character was engaging, and you understood why that white girl kept doing dumb shit. Yeah, I don't think that there's been anything that I've not enjoyed his role and sometimes wish they had just turned the camera fully on him for the whole movie and anything that I've seen him in. And this is his second period piece in recent years because he did Cyrano last year where he sang. So I need him to get the respect and the credit and the accolades he gets because as much as we may like to say it doesn't matter, that's what puts the zeros on your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Well, it matters. It matters. 
and he's a gig work. I mean, you know, he, I, I need him to be working more. I need him to be perpetually doing something. So he keeps his health insurance, you know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want him standing on the stage getting his best supporting actor or leading actor ch- ch- trophy and telling everybody that just as soon as he finished the movie, they cut off his health insurance because he ain't have enough hours in. And you still get lost in the character with him. It's so much that once you get name recognition, especially for non-black actors, that sometimes you stop. You only see them acting. And maybe that's why I like the fact that I don't know anything about his personal brand. I only know his professional brand mm-hmm. because he still falls away into the character for me. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I 100% agree. So, yeah. But I was, I was really surprised that you have a man who goes from being a prodigy to being one of the first composers, uh, not just even of African descent, just one of the first baddest mofos of the 18th century around who then becomes a whole like a soldier and then becomes a revolutionary and a whole ass abolitionist to the point to where when Bonaparte shows up one of the first things he wants to do is set everything about this man on fire and I'm like that's the story to tell man that's the oh, anyway alright let me what would you give this out of yeah. 10 this is a solid 7.5 for me okay yeah I'm at a 7 I'm at a, I'm at a 7 and it it's just because, again, uh, uh, a lot of that, is, you know what, I'm a woman with seven and a half like you. You know what, because the, the acting uh, across the board, not just mm-hmm. from Calvin, it, it's up there with it. And again, it's engaging. I enjoyed it. And not like I was, obviously it wasn't, I, I only checked my watch could be like, yo, we're running out of fucking time. What else are you going to, when are we going to do the rest of the shit? And then I really didn't do it. And that's why, I if they had added in the extra shit, this could have easily been an eight and a half, nine for me. Like, True, I, but I, I, I'm I, also yeah. not going to pretend like having a first time Having this be the writer's first feature film, um, and the director's right, and I'll give you that that they were going to give them that long a runtime. No, and you're absolutely I right, and I and I and I I understand that as well. When it's going like okay, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing: not only were they not going to give them that, but do we did we want them to even try? They going to actually what you said at the beginning. Did we even want them to take those liberties? Absolutely not. Stay on, you know, no. you know, stay on the stay on the guardrails. Use the hand, use the training wheels. Yeah. I like the lane you put your ass in. Stay in. So. But yeah, I mean, the director has done a lot of television. He's done a lot of television I like. But I think, is this his feature film debut? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm looking at it now. Because if it is, that's even more impressive because this, it. I mean, the the... The way it looks, the way it moves, it's cohesive. Mm-hmm. I think this might be his feature film debut. I know it's uh, um, Stephanie's uh, feature debut it as looks a writer. Like, it looks like, yeah, it looks like it is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're both direct, from he television. Direct, he directed an episode of Asian Carter. How about that? How about that? So, yeah. I mean, like she, wrote, film. she wrote What We Do in the Dark, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and, and, mm-hmm. and what? Uh, a couple episodes of Atlanta, I think. Yeah, well, that makes sense. They, they, yeah, they. I mean, they got it. Yeah. It's just. No, I, yeah. I, again, I, I'd, I'd take more from them. I, I'd see more. I, I again, it's, yeah. again, not bad. Not, not. You know, I would have. I would like to see more. But again, if you leave me wanting more, 
that's always good, right? So I'll take that. That that's a, that's a plus. So if you leave me wanting more, I'll take it. I'll take it from there. So, um, I'm watching this interview he's doing. Calvin Harrison doing. I didn't even realize it was him. The one that's on IMDb is playing. He don't even look the same. Uh-oh. I thought it was somebody else. And I'm looking at him. It's like, oh, this is Calvin Harrison Jr. He's a fucking How chameleon. He's a goddamn <laughs> chameleon. I don't even recognize this dude. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, cool. We got more reviews coming soon. I'm hoping to free up some time. Um, make sure you guys subscribe. Movie trailer reviews. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Um, yeah. At some point, we're gonna get us all back on to watching and t- talking movies. I know I, I reviewed. Uh, sat on the review for Mario with um. Brandon, and me and you are reviewing this, but I'm going to send another review with you for a movie I didn't get to see, so I'm hoping at some point we'll be able to sync up. Uh, there are some movies I wish I had gotten to see that hit, movies are hitting streaming so fast, maybe we'll just catch them when they when they stream it. I do want to see Evil, Evil Dead Rises, um, so we, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Y'all about to get a lot of... Uh... I mean, we may still keep it spoiler-free, but y'all, you know, we were just talking about it, and you can hit us up and let us know what you think, but, you know... They're throwing stuff out in the movies with such short turnaround, like two-week runs in the movies, mm-hmm. three-week runs in the movies. The only upside of that is they're not holding them as long before they make their VOD digital or v, um, streaming debut. So I have posited, since you know Chris has a big kid job and he got work kids that need his attention, that maybe we start, instead of always trying to hit the theater release date, we start seeing if we can do some drops that coincide with release week for their VOD or streaming release. That would free up a lot of stuff that you haven't got a chance to see. Right? Yep. Absolutely. So, so I'm, there, I'm in. It also means we could probably get deep on more often. <laughs> True. So. All right. Um, all right. Thank you guys very much. Make sure you guys subscribe. Movie Trailers uh, podcast on iTunes, Twitch Radio, and Spotify. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace.